Pints and Pints Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pints Podcast. Tights and Pints. Stand and deliver. Somebody stop me. No, Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Arrive, Raise Hal, and Leave, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Dan and Deliver, Danielle, I'm sorry, Dan and Deliver, Danielle Radford. <laughs> Just say my name like that all the time. All, it's all Voice of Pirate Day here. <laughs> it's, it's not September 19th. It's not International Talk Like a Pirate Day yet. <laughs> Also joining us is Right Night Round 2, Lindsay I'm Kelly. just going to have to be the buzzkill. I really am. And I'm sorry I've had to do this a lot on social media the last few weeks. Stand and deliver. It's fucking <laughs> highwaymen, not pirates. It's it's highwaymen. That's it's right. a different thing. They're, they're so far from the ocean, it's not even funny. Like, they weren't pirates weren't getting on the front of their ship and being like, stand and deliver. And the other ship was like, no, you're right. Let's fucking put the <laughs> brake on and give them what we've got. Furious. Furious. Now, see, in the U.S., we have a different thing. I think of Edward James Olmos teaching kids to to, teaching calculus to at risk youth. That's what I think. That's delightful. Delightful in its own way. And then Lou Diamond Phillips is like this, gives the middle finger. Oh, that movie's so good. It's so good. There's like murals of him and the real dude up, like close. I just really feel like Adam Adam Ant lost some royalties here. I really feel like there was an opportunity (laughs) for him to make a few quid. That would have been cool, uh, and I, I would have liked to have seen that happen. <laughs> Welcome to the number one Adamant fan podcast available on the internet by virtue of us being the only one. No offense, Adamant. I just don't think I there are a lot of podcasts true. about like, it. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there are a million of them. I hope you're getting covered all the time and given the tribute you deserve. What do you think about that? I will accept it. Goody, Thank goody you. Tissues. Thank you. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. <laughs> Yes, we're, we're going to be talking pretty much exclusively about NXT today, including my gift to you, Lindsay, is we're <laughs> going to skip what happened in the AEW women's division this week. Just as well, because I didn't watch it. Fair enough. But we do want to talk, as, a, as an extra gift to you, and maybe, <laughs> maybe a sad moment, your elven prince, Kota Ibushi, has lost the newly unified and newly redesigned IWGP championship to Will Ospreay, so he's going to transform and roll out all over Japan now. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a god. So if it happened just by virtue of his being a god or just god, depending on your translation, it, it, it's, it's unclear. It must have happened by his design. Right. Mm. So I'm like, mm. I know he, he might appear upset, but one assumes since it happened by his design as he is god, he's got to be OK with it. I am upset because I love my elven prince and I like him having his shiny thing. I'm not as upset about him losing because I think he makes a great chasing face. And him having it was kind of like, well, what now? Like, I'm like, now he's just got it. And I don't think he's had another, or he had another um, rivalry lined up that would 
compare with what he had with Naito and what he had with Kenny. You know, I just maybe right. he could have had something amazing with lots of people because he's great. But I totally get that it's like, oh, he's peaked. So what do we do? Where do we go? So I'm not mad at him losing. I'm mad at him losing to the person he lost to because I hate the person that he lost to and I, I do not speak his name. And New <laughs> Japan's genius idea to have that dickhead involved in like, why don't I punch my girlfriend to prove what a bad guy I am? Was like, Ooh. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Gato? Do we need to have a sit-down conversation? And the answer is yes, but we won't. Maybe it's a good time to tap out on New Japan for a little while until the G1. <laughs> like maybe that's a thing I could do. Wow. All right. I oh, hate him, enough. pal. I hate him. I really don't like him. Um, I think he's a just absolute bottom of the barrel scumbag. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Also, one. yeah, just that's not what we ask for when we talk about intergender wrestling and how cool it can be. It's not, um, is it? It's it's not there are gray areas, y'all. Not everything is black and white. And uh, when you add in a romantic relationship in that, and the fact that we know that she's not gonna beat him the way that it's it's just not. Yeah, and so with someone who was very heavily implicated and involved in speaking out, uh, and seems to have suffered very few circumstances from that. Circumstances, very few uh, consequences. consequences. Uh, yes. Uh, hi, <laughs> I write books for a living. My words are not <laughs> always readily available. Some words <laughs> swimming around in that dome. Yeah, my words don't kick in until like midnight. So yeah, so that's a, that's an issue for all of us. Not not Will Osprey, it would seem. Um, but yeah, I just I really dislike him to the point where I think I will probably. There's a lot of wrestling to watch, so I think I'm going to tap out for a little while, um, and not because Kota lost, but because of who won. You you mentioned right before we went to air, and I was like, stop! We have to save this. This is premium podcast content, and now we're going to jump right into it before we get to NXT because. I, I just like to watch Julian swirl his finger around to tell me to wrap it up. Oh, it's your Who favorite doesn't? thing. Who I think doesn't? I can get there. <laughs> I can get us there with only five minutes of NXT content in this first half. Now, oh, let me mentioned... host. I can get us there with four minutes of NXT content. <laughs> I can name that tune in three minutes. <laughs> Lindsay, you said you watched four old WrestleManias this week. I did, yes. Are you ready to reveal? Can we wait? I just want to let's see if each of us, Danielle, can take a guess and see if we can guess one of them. Um, I would guess the best WrestleMania that there ever was, which of course was WrestleMania 19 in Seattle, Washington, um, that happened in the early 2000s. It was the last Stone Cold match, wasn't it? It was the last time we got that. So that's kind of yeah. important. Plus, I mean, who doesn't want to go back to the Emerald City, right? That's right. Was that one of them, Lindsay? No, no. Okay. <laughs> My guess is that one of them was WrestleMania 30. Yes, Ooh. it was. One of them was yeah. WrestleMania 30. Oh, what are the other three? Um, so I started back at 29. I, I sometimes like to watch as many as I can because uh, I do enjoy getting excited for WrestleMania week and I love to spend my week. I mean, I've been writing. I've been on a deadline all week. So mm -hmm. WrestleMania is like a very reassuring thing for me to have on in the background. Oh. Then I'm like, look at my boys doing the thing that they do. Very rarely the girls because <laughs> there aren't that many WrestleManias with, yes. with the ladies. But it's like, yay. Um, and I knew I had limited time this week. So I only started as far back at 29 because I went to 29. That was my first WrestleMania in person. Oh when I was living in New York. Um, and Facebook Memories was like, remember when you sat in the coldest place ever for seven hours and paid to do it? And I'm like, I do, I do remember that. Let's watch it and remind ourselves. Um, and I forgot how much I loved it. Like I really, really, really enjoyed it. I still get really mad at Punk for taking the ladies time away from them, but I did really enjoy watching it. Um, and then I watched 30, cause then I just was like, well, I'll just keep watching. So then I watched 30, which like, you guys, I know it's not a surprise to anyone, but that Daniel Bryan storyline will still bring me to tears. 
-hmm. Like I had, that was the one part where I had to stop what I was doing and just watch both matches because they're just, it's perfect. Like you forget, I forget. Like with having him back now and taking him for granted to an extent again, like I had forgotten how, and I was at, I don't know if I mentioned it, I was at that WrestleMania. But no, like, heard. it was amazing at the time and it's still amazing now. And for something to translate as purely from what happened in person to the on-screen version of it is so rare, I think. But it feels the same when you watch it. Like it, it just is magic. So that was a joyous occasion. Then I watched 31 and was like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at it, but like I laughed a lot more. <laughs> uh, Sting match. I do recommend you go back and watch the Sting Triple H. It's like, oh, he's not looking great now, but like he looks better than he did then. <laughs> like they did him dirty with that hair. Like it is rude, rude. And then I watched, I watched, I tried to watch last year. I tried really hard. I tried so hard. Oh, actually, maybe I watched five because I watched, I watched the year before. I watched 34 as well. But, uh, so I guess I watched five WrestleManias. Although it doesn't really count that I watched last year's because I, I didn't. I put it on. But I could not be in the same room. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. It's like, look, I'm going to, in reverence, I'm going to have you somewhere, but it just can't be where I am. Yeah, right? It was That's like, right. I don't want to turn it off, but I don't want to watch it. So it's like very confusing as to how I, I might have made that work. And how I made it work was by leaving the room. But yeah, so well. 29... 30, 31, and 35, I guess, is where right. I ended up. Very nice. Well, let's talk about current day Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania or wrestling events, which WWE has declared by law must be two nights each. NXT Stand and Deliver happened this past Wednesday and Thursday. And I think everybody's going to walk away with their favorite night. It's hard for me. I think one overall was a better night, top mm. to bottom. Mm -hmm. But there was there was a lot of really good stuff in night two. I mean, it's NXT. You're not going to get stinkers. There just were no stinkers in there. Mm -hmm. This actually felt like it should have been two nights for the amount of stuff they threw in there. Yeah. Let's start with night one. I'm going to refresh everybody's memory. We had Pete Dunn beating Kushida. That was the curtain jerker. Then Walter beat Tommaso Ciampa to continue his over two-year reign as... UK champion, MSK winning against grizzled young veterans in Legado del Fantasmo, and Raquel Gonzalez beating Io Shirai in the main event to become the new women's champion. What stood out to you, Danielle? Well, first of all, I'm just going to say Chop Fest for Walter and Ciampa. <laughs> he had to do, Ciampa had to do Chop so hard, it involved him coming off of the rope like 20 fucking times. <laughs> yes. Um, that was... So much fun. And then, of course, it's Walter. So Walter comes back. MSK, I love those boys with all of my whole heart. Mm -hmm. I love watching them cradle their titles in the interview they did on night two. One thing I will say, can we please, please declare a moratorium on Buzz Lightyear gear? It's any other anything, any Disney anything, any Marvel anything, get some DC in there. Hey, maybe a Dark Horse, maybe you do some Star Wars. Um, do anything, but please, no more Buzz Lightyear gear. It's it's starting to get to the point where it's distracting for me. <laughs> wow, you hate the Space Rangers that much? No, I love the Space <laughs> Rangers that much. I just, 
desperately want to see less of them in pay-per-views. I feel like that so far, I could, if we went back and counted, that would be the one that is the most used is Buzz Lightyear gear. That one and Iron Man, I think are like the two that we see the most. And I'm kind of over it. What if Johnny Gargano comes to the ring dressed as evil Emperor Zerg? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. So I'm not going to sure. second that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, please do. And Karen Cross is Woody. And Karen Cross is Woody. And then of course... Obviously, I mean, are we going to go match by match? Because if not, then I'm yeah. going to talk about okay. Because then oh, I'll no, save... we can't. You, no, jump around. We can talk about the whole night. We only have thirty All seconds right, anyway. I, I gonna... used up enough of the time. Uh, get up my seat and jump around. <laughs> jump around. <laughs> Who saw that skull and immediately said, "Eo, go and jump off that skull." I did. Oh, <laughs> it was oof. the first thing I thought. I was like. <laughs> She is going to, because I, obviously I see it when, when we do uh, the national anthem. Then I saw it again for Poppy, which side note, when did Poppy become this? Didn't she used to be creepy computer girl? Okay, whatever. I'm fine with it. Um, but the first time I said, I was like, Eo's, Eo's not going to jump off that. And then she did. She did jump off of it. And it was beautiful and perfect. And then they showed it again for the next five minutes. And uh, they were right to do so. I wanted to see that from every single angle. And I did. Oh my word! Look at Shirai! Oh, the champion! Willing to destroy herself to call herself the best damn women's wrestler in the world! That skull is 20 feet high! Ayo Shirai, the genius of the sky, laying it all out there! The loss is like, ugh, Raquel Gonzalez, I wish that I liked you. <laughs> because you're really good in the ring and it was a great match. Made me a little like, oh, but that's fine. I got to watch an amazing wrestler vault themselves off of the top of a weird fucking skull. And that's between that and Godzilla versus Kong, I'm really getting my weird skull shit in this week. So that's <laughs> good. Yeah. Islands and jumping off of. If jumping off the top of a giant skull doesn't say WrestleMania weekend to you, I don't know what, where you've been like for the last 37 <laughs> years. You know, like it felt right. It felt so genuinely right. That was a great match. And this was the right time for her to lose that belt. Because yeah. it doesn't, yeah. doesn't need it anymore. I agree. Yeah. Like we've seen it. We get it. Somebody's got to beat her. Yeah. And that's the right person to do it. Yeah. I'm curious how they handle how they handle Raquel Gonzalez's run and do they turn her face because of Dakota Kai or does Dakota Kai turn face because of her mm. like it feels like if the two of them are Shawn Michaels and Diesel, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you kinda know where the story's going. But also in that instance you have Shawn as champion first so that he can become jealous of Diesel when Diesel is champion. We didn't get that here, so I, I'm hoping we go a new direction with it. I think they're capable of of giving a little twist to that, and whatever they do, those two will those two will be great. But I like I like heel factions that stay together mm. when one of yeah, them. Yeah, I think keep them together for a while. There's enough meat in the room, for want of a better analogy, to like keep mm -hmm. feeding. Uh, Raquel a few feuds before we get there and then eventually Dakota steps up and says like hey I, I think it's time I get my shot now or you have Dakota win a number one contender you know thing and it's like hey it's my time now Oof. and then you can go either way either one of them could go heel I think they've got enough toys to play with that they can see which way would work better because I do love heel Dakota like Ooh. I really love heel Great. Dakota and I don't know if I need to see face Dakota again because I didn't mm -hmm. enjoy it and I think Raquel was really interesting when we've seen that little tiny like spark of her tweener status when she was happy and excited to win those tag belts you know you could have her be a very arrogant face that's not 
really a face but not really a heel you know like just Finn. someone who's yeah just mm. be someone who's like hey i'm so good what are you gonna do about it they certainly have depth in their roster enough depth do you think it would be too crowded if they introduced a secondary women's single title Ooh, you know because then you have men's tag women's tag cruiserweight NXT champion, North American champion, women's champion, and then you add, sorry, a seventh oh, belt. Oh, and NXT yeah. UK and, champion, and the NXT because that UK. comes over on the on the reg. I think before they introduced tags, I would have said absolutely. Now they've got the tag belts, it's 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 more complicated. Yeah. Mm. And I don't, I would have rather had a secondary women's belt than the tags, honestly. I was about oh. to say something crazy before you Ooh. brought this up, so I'm glad that you did. What if the belt that we put on Candice is the cruiserweight belt? Oh, I mean, what if we start with the dream? I I know it'll never happen. The dream of dreams. No, you're right. (laughs) But you're right. Like, what would I give to see Candice beat the living shit out of that fella without giving away anything (laughs) in the next segment? But like, I would enjoy that. And I think they would have a hell of a match. Um, but yeah, it won't happen. But that's that's always going to be the little dream that I like tuck yeah. close to my to my. Well, chest. Candace versus Johnny for the North American. Let's go big. Oh. Let's go big. <laughs> go bigger. We're dreaming dreams. We're dreaming dreams. <sighs> I'm sitting here mm. thinking about it because my first thought was like, I don't want to watch her wrestle Santos because it makes no sense. Mm. Like I don't want her to become the face, and I don't want him to become the face either. Right. But maybe at some point, she could take it off. Some like I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think they could both be heels. I think the joy of the intergender here would be they could both be heel. I think it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't affect it. Uh, But I I mean, it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, there's no way. I want it. (laughs) I want it more than I want like coffee in the morning. (laughs) The the Pete Dunne Kushida match was so good, Mm. and I I I like Kushida. I think Kushida is very is really talented, and he's a lot of fun to watch. But I realized watching the match, I like Pete Dunne so much more. Like, he's so much more compelling every time. I Like, I don't care who he's wrestling, I will watch him. Kushida, I like in each match. But yeah. and maybe it's just the character. I've I've seen Pete Dunne longer. Uh, you know, his stuff with yeah. Tyler Bate. Like, all that stuff. The only thing that took mm-hmm. the shine off that match for me was I wanted, I really genuinely wanted them both to win. Like, I, it, normally mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. when you love a match so much, it wouldn't matter who loses because you, you're like, oh, it was just so great. But with this one, it was like, I, I think I like them both so much and they both needed to win because Kushida keeps getting like, like, it's, it's almost a Cesaro, you know? It's like, we're going to kind of maybe mm-hmm. look like we're behind you. And then we're just going to drop the ball. And then we're going to maybe look like we're building you into something. And then we're just not. And I think with Kushida, like, they need to put something on him. Or they, like, he needs to probably go someplace. Because he's been there a minute. And I know he was injured. But, like, they just keep doing this tease with him. And using him to build other people. But then it gets to the point where it's like, how can you heat him back up again if you keep having him lose? It's, you're you're going to keep yeah. putting him in feuds where he's, we know he's ultimately going to lose. It's character work, though. Like, I know, I don't, but that's it's Cesaro's on, biggest it's issue. It's constantly the same. We love Cesaro, but he's had like what feels like fifteen different characters since he started, and some of them hit, some of them didn't. Now his, you know, this match with Seth Rollins is about don't swing me. No, I know. Well, and I don't. Swung I honestly don't blame that, Cesaro. What does that mean? Like, who is he? I don't blame well, him either. Yeah. I, I don't think, think he's given the chance. Central core character is always the same. I think it's the weird gimmick they layer onto the storyline for him that's always different. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, like I think they very rarely shift who he centrally is, which is just like a big strong man. 
big, quite frankly, a stern brunch daddy. If you're in Romance Landia or you've been on book Bookstagram this week, you know about br- that stern brunch daddies. And Cesaro is a stern, stern brunch daddy. Brunch right? Stern brunch daddy. Daddy. Look it up. That's how all those words in one? Okay. Yep. Look stern it up. Brunch Look it daddy. up. Started with Oscar Isaac, and I, I lead you down that road with joy. Thank you. But Cesaro is definitely a stern brunch daddy. And mm. I think a, a, the center of his character is always the core of, like, he will absolutely carry your shopping home for you. And if someone speaks disrespectfully to you, he will step to that person and he will be like, don't do that. And there's a threat of violence, but he won't carry it through. Like, not <laughs> unless he really had to. Because he's a good person. Even when he's a bad person, he's an honorable person. But I feel like they just saddle him with these very strange storylines like, don't swing me. And I can't say enough terrible things about the current incarnation of Seth Rollins anyway. So it, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how I feel about that. But I, I worry about Kushida getting stuck in that Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, No Man's Land of never really getting to do their thing. I think they're always going to see him as back to the future, kid. Lean into that more. Just go for it. <laughs> Give him a DeLorean. Don't give him like the hoverboard lock and have him dress like Marty with the with the vest on and then not like let's talk about it more. I know you can't make him an actual time traveler. It doesn't work. Well, you say NXT. that. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That's true. Uh, you know what? Wouldn't it be great to have a, a yeah. time traveling wrestler who doesn't wrestle their matches because they already know what the outcome's going to be? So and great. so they just go, well, I'm going to win this. So they just take the belt and leave. They've had a whole year to do a filmed match where he traveled back in time. <laughs> like had the match yeah. with someone's granddad and then came back <laughs> and was like, I'm not going to fight you because I already fought your granddad and put him down. And now you're about to melt out of existence because I shagged your nan. Like, or, why yeah. have they done that? <laughs> or why now I am that? your granddad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm granddaddy. Yeah. You're stern Who's brunch your granddaddy. granddaddy now? <laughs> <laughs> like, it would just be, they've had that time. But that's oh. the, I would put Ziggler in a different category than this other two because Ziggler's always had a character that's sort of developed. Like he's sort of evolved off of – you can follow the lineage very mm. clearly to where he started, where he was looking for handshakes of everybody with that chin up to, uh, you know, just at the show off every and everything sort of in between. The character has always – he's always been a version of Dolph Ziggler that's sort of expanded and, and changed. I do agree that they – We'll just throw him on the back burner for as long as they want because he can heat up and cool down really fast. I don't know that that's the case. Cesaro needs a little more work to heat up because he needs a lot more. You can't just put him in one match and then he's back and everybody's going See, crazy for him. See, for me, he is because he's, he's one of my forever faves. So you, I, can I love him too. you can put the strap on him tomorrow and I would be like, yay, champion Cesaro. Right. Um, <laughs> of but course they won't because they hate me because they that's hate right. me. Yeah. It is specifically... <laughs> They are specifically they plotting against They had a meeting, you. and they were like, this is the one thing she wants. Mm-hmm. She can't have it. I've seen their laptop. I know. I've seen the <laughs> files. I have them on a thumb drive. Don't worry. They're hidden, protected for when the time is Amazing. right. If you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about night two of TakeOver. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab? 
but hosted by the Marx Brothers. And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly. And they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. (gasps) And then watch this rocket blast off into space. And there's the pies we made you. (gasps) Now, let's show you the podcast. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Oh. Oh. oh my goodness. That was 514 JD Power and Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary, but compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Let's jump right into night two of TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Santos Escobar is the undisputed Cruiserweight champion after beating Jordan Devlin. I mean, he didn't just beat him, did he? Murdered him. Yeah. He didn't just beat him. He killed him to death. Like, holy shit. I knew it was going to be a good match, and then the sort of first... 10, 15 minutes, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I thought this was going to be a little bit more exciting. And then by the end, I was just like, can someone get a fucking doctor? And can I just be there to have a chat? Because I don't believe what they're going to tell me. Because I think they're <laughs> both dead. I thought Escobar was going to fall off the ladder at the end. Like, I yeah. think they both died at the end of that match. And the rest of it was CGI. Because fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so stupid. I was still confused going into this with like, undisputed cruiserweight how is that possible like how are there how are we unifying the cruiserweight titles um because i'm very dumb and i did not get it but yeah it was definitely this was not the one that i was girding my loins for with brutality i was definitely saving that for later which i'm glad my loins were girded (laughs) so the brutality in this hit me like a bus on the day before new year's eve i was not (laughs) ready for it it was a brutality sandwich it was like (laughs) but the brutality was the bread that's what was scary about night two yeah, the brutality was the bread. <laughs> the brutality should be the middle. It shouldn't be the bread. No, that's a crusty. That's sourdough. <laughs> Ooh, the cultures yeah. was started back in the 1700s. Still going. <laughs> that same sourdough yeah. mold is making your bread. Yeah, that's been around since the 49ers hit the rush. Yeah, whatever you put in the sandwich <laughs> filling was never going to be able to stand up to the bread itself, unfortunately. <laughs> no matter how good the sandwich filling was, that is a crusty loaf. That we we were faced with on night two. The crusty loaf of night two stand and deliver. (laughs) I mean, it was right there. They could have had that. They could have used that. Brought to you by Panera. (laughs) Now we make bread gloves. Fuck you. We're Panera. Oh, but not brought to you by Soup Plantation. Sad. The chicken chunk soup. How do I (laughs) say goodbye? What we have. <laughs> I uh, thought you were going Leanne Rhymes there for a minute and I got really excited, but with the how girl, do I? Girl, you know where I'm from. <laughs> I'm always going to go to Boys to Men. Always Motown Philly, babes. Nah. <laughs> we also had Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart retain their women's tag title over the way. I can't, I... Mm. <laughs> where are you going with I this, don't Al? know if I'm in the minority here, but I want... Candice LeRae and Indy to have those belts. I don't want... 
Amber Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, neither one of I think they're both very entertaining, but just I don't I haven't connected with either one of them mm. for whatever reason. Just I don't watch and go like I want to see a ton more of both of them with those titles going on a run. And that's no fault of theirs. It's my, I don't know what my roadblock is there. It just feels like maybe it's the promos. Maybe it's because their promos aren't fan, the great. The early Shotzi stuff I liked. I don't know what it is. It just I, it comes off like this feels like a scoop of vanilla ice cream having that. Yeah, I don't know in. if this is just too British of a reference, but I know you will know because you've watched television. But it's like there's a very head girl energy about them, like a school mm-hmm. prefect. Mm-hmm. Like there's something very earnest and sincere, mm-hmm. but it's almost not dislikable, but it's like, yeah, we get it. You're like the best and you're like the good people who do as you're told and you're going to keep everyone in line. There isn't a weird energy that doesn't fit with their character to me that is slightly off-putting. I would rather see them fight each other than to see them fight side by side. And I agree that I would, I want those belts on the way because I want to see those two ladies defend those belts to the death. Mm -hmm. Why will no one put a belt on Candice LeRae when Candice LeRae would be the greatest champion any company has ever seen, ever, because she will put on the best matches and she will fight any human and she will just do the best work. And I think it will just, we would get the most beautiful promos. We would get the most beautiful vignettes. We would get to see her and Johnny taking care of their titles like their babies. Mm. They would make a nursery for those titles and you know it. You know they would. I just, I want it so bad. And it's is not it, Ember and Shotzi's fault. Mm-mm. I just, I just is want it. Is it possible that Candice LeRae is so good? I mean, it would make sense in any smaller promotion to put the belt on her just because she's so good. But then you bring her to NXT. And NXT and WWE both, there are people who are very good who don't really get titles because people, the people who are booking could be, this is possible, I obviously don't know, would look at them and go, oh, they're really good. We don't need to put a belt on them. We mm. need to put a belt on this person that we need to help or, you know. Like, she, as much as she, like, the two of them would make those titles in a way... The same way that that Raquel Gonzalez and and Dakota Kai would have had they kept them on. Obviously, they had bigger plans for for Raquel, and that was the right move to at least let them have it, and then and then and then move from there. But Candice is so good; like you don't need to ever put a title on her. She'll always be over. She'll always make anything interesting and compelling. But at the same time, I agree. Like I want them with the title. I think they could make those titles in a way that Shotzi and and Ember Moon are not as good as they are. And it's nothing personal against them. And I hope everybody else loves them the most. I just can't get into this championship run. I don't. And and it's the same. It's exactly what you're talking about. That like head girl energy. I have always wondered this about Candice. And we're getting further away from it. The more matches that she's doing where she's good and she proves herself. But one of the big things that NXT likes to do that sometimes I'm like, maybe you don't have to do as much is really hammer in oh these people have were on the indies for like a million years this guy was on the indies for forever and like really highlight those relationships and i do i like the fact that they acknowledge that wwe is like not the end-all be-all of wrestling and people have had other wrestling lives Mm -hmm. i wondered in the beginning if it was harder because they didn't want to just straight up say like all of our dudes who have championships have made candace loray bleed her own blood and then she did the same to them like (laughs) You know, I wonder almost if that's one of those things where they 
and then it just becomes habit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just becomes habit that you think in that way because I think she's done enough now with where she is at that you could pull from just this. But yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, fresh face but grizzled veteran who's kicked the crap out of all of your main dudes. Yeah, I want that story and yeah. I've always wanted that story. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why it's taken so long because she needs a belt on her. She needs a belt. Uh, she's going to get blood on that belt. Sorry about it. But <laughs> and, and that's not my favorite. But for some reason with Candace, I don't mind it as much. I'm a hypocrite. Um, I agree that she needs a belt. I love Ember. Ember is someone who they keep trying over and over again. I don't know what's not connecting, if it's just character work or what it is, because she's obviously one of the best workers anywhere. And then with Shotzi, I think it's very easy for them to go, you have a little tank. What, yep. what, what else am I to do? I what can like, I do that the tank's is, not doing? Is it time to see a heel Ember Moon? Yes, it's been time. Yeah. Maybe. One of them right? needs to turn on the other. Maybe they drop the belts and Ember beats the ever-living shit out of Shotzi. Like, I'm I'm down to see that. Like, I would like to see that. I I don't know. I just, I it doesn't help. I just want to see a belt on Candace so bad. And like we always say, either you make the belt or the belt makes you. Like, that's mm -hmm. the thing, right? And with Raquel, obviously, they put the belt on her to build her. Yeah. She's not adding necessarily to the belt. But like we've said, Candace and Indy could make that tag team belt. They could yes. absolutely hold it for a long time. They would make it feel so important because they would care about it so much. No offense to Ember. Ember got off the tiny tank and left her belt behind. Ember had to go back and get the belt because she forgot she got it. And I'm like, I would also be distracted by my shiny wolf hood. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's like, cherish that fucking belt, Ember. Cherish that fucking belt. Because yeah. Candace will take it, lock it up at home and sleep with it at night. There would be some serious title tapping in that house and it would be respectful and it would be beautiful. And I, and I think I need it. But aggressive. I think I need it. Tapping respectfully. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? The faceplates would be worn off of those things <laughs> by, the, by the next time poor on, poor May. on camera. Poor, poor May. The things she's Speaking, seen. The other half of that title tap, Johnny Gargano, North American champion, defeated Bronson Reed. And I want to go back a second because Bronson Reed was in this match because he won the, the six-man gauntlet mm. match on night one. And I think the MVP of that match... Low key was Cameron Grimes. Interesting. Here's the thing. I <laughs> he's super <laughs> annoying, but like so good at being annoying that I'm yeah. starting to like him a yeah. lot. Especially, I mean, that's his job, right? Yeah, to I mean, piss like us off. just him, like the history with him and Dexter Loomis to him on the ground on the outside and being knocked over and seeing the hundred dollar bill. Yes, the money come out like all the money stuff. He's he's everything he's been given. This is a great example of someone who you know who the character is. And mm -hmm. this new version where he's got money is just built off of the previous version. So we're adding, not changing gears to try something else. And that will serve him well at his time in NXT. I don't know if he'll ever go to Raw or SmackDown. I assume if he did, they would absolutely ruin the character. But he's doing really good work. He can wrestle. Mm. So he can also deliver in the ring. And he's so good at being hated. Like, he doesn't do anything to try to make the audience like him. Like, same with MJF. MJF is not trying to get pops from, from any crowd. But they are completely different in how they go about it. And he is so annoying. I just... It yeah. reminds me of uh, Dumb and Dumber. When they have the, the hitman in the car with them. And he says, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Mm. That sound is... 
super annoying, but it's so funny to, to have that come out of nowhere <laughs> and how they're doing it that I could watch that scene a million times. Like, I would never get tired of that sound because I love that scene so much. And that's how I'm, that's sort of where I am with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I thought that was a stealth great match. I really didn't have very high expectations of it. But then halfway through, I realized I had no idea who was going to win. Mm. And everyone in it could win and yeah. go on to have a great storyline. I actually really, really enjoyed it. But I was thinking maybe that would be my, like, Lindsay's watched a lot of wrestling, have a minute break. But it wasn't. It wasn't because everyone in it did such good work. Yeah. And it led to this great match with Johnny and Bronson Reed. And I thought they both came out of it looking like absolute winners. I think night two mm. did an amazing job of that. Jordan Devlin came out of that uh, cruiserweight match looking like an absolute superstar who mm-hmm. had been mm. murdered to lose. Like he had to be killed to death, hit his head like 10 times, which made me very uncomfortable, but he absolutely sacrificed his body to get that win. And Santos had to cheat a little bit to get his win. And it was almost the same story with Johnny Bronson Reed. Like Johnny had to have a little bit of interference to get the edge over him. So it never made Bronson look weak. It never made Bronson look like a loser. Made Johnny look like a winner rather than Bronson look like a loser. He's Mr. Takeover. He is Mr. Takeover. Well, in the promo that they did together where Johnny like was very clear like hey like you just did this i'm going into this fresh my dude fresh as a daisy fresh as a daisy (laughs) chuckled for about 10 minutes fresh as a daisy fresh as a daisy yeah that's adorable he is adorable even when he's a dick he's adorable what (laughs) it's upsetting i love the ring gear too that iron man ring gear was Mm. yeah i'll allow it it was pretty impressive it depends on you just keep it all in a room or do you think they wear it to like the store I would wear it to the store. Bailey's sure. Bailey's gear, you could get away with wearing that in a gym. I would definitely, when when she had her Iron Man gear, I would have worn that to the gym for sure. <laughs> Just me on the elliptical <laughs> in, in my separate. Like, hey, <laughs> uh, Finn Balor lost the NXT title to Karrion Cross, and another very good match. Karrion yeah. Cross looked like a monster. He looked mm-hmm. like the, it, it was. You know, we were talking about this the other week. Like, is this? him reclaiming the title and then reestablishing the character and mm-hmm. it 100% was but Finn doesn't come out of it looking looking bad yeah. it just Finn can't can be... look bad yeah, you, yeah. When, when a guy like Karrion Cross wins a match wins a title I think if I were booking I would want the audiences my hope would be that the audience would go who who in the hell is going to beat this guy right yeah and that it, for somebody like Karrion Cross, that's I think what you come out of it with because Finn Balor gave him everything and he just yeah. couldn't. He's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I just, I mean, it wasn't that Finn lost that bothers me because I I expected Finn to lose. I think Finn probably drew a little bit of time off to just hang out and have uh, adventures with his missus, which is my favorite part of Instagram. One of my mm. favorite corners of the internet is Finn and his wife being in love and having a lovely time. Oh. Like it just <laughs> looks, when, when Karrion came out with Scarlet, I was like, I wish Finn had brought Vera. Like, that would have been nice. They could have just, like, walked down holding hands talking about dinosaurs. Like, I just feel like they have the nicest time, and oh, it makes me happy. They so make if Lego. he's going to take some time out, yeah, build some Legos with his missus. Maybe he can take her back to Ireland, meet the fam. Like, I want that for him. Um, I'm speculating outside of wrestling because I, I didn't. I don't love Karrion Cross. I don't love Kevin. Oh, Kevin's just it's not too many Ks for jam. me, man. Uh, we've, too I've many said Ks. That. The gimmick doesn't work for me. She's got to stop lip syncing to half the fucking song. It's dumb as fuck. Uh, it's Ryback dumb. 
that's how I feel about the, the oh, weird. Wow. It's just the weird Ouija type occult element of it that doesn't work for me. He works. He's fine. He's a monster. Feed him more. Uh, the short sleeved shirts and the beads don't work for me. But him being a monster does. It's the occult bit that just has nothing to do with him. There's no connection to him. No, that's exactly right? my problem with it. Because I want, I love, I love nothing more than spooky girl controls big man. This uh, is it. Is she controlling him? No, she's just no. there. I don't know where his storyline goes on NXT. Because hmm. he has to beat everyone for months. Because he has to. He's relatively yeah. new. He's relatively... No, he, wasn't, he wasn't around for long when he won the title. No, I know, that he but like, yeah. so who I, can he a fight that's do. a believable... Where, who, where does he go that's a believable feud? For me, that's the thing that's missing. Like when Keith Lee was there, when Dominic Dijakovic was there, when Damian Priest was there, when we had a lot of big guys Bronson to come Reed. and challenge him, there's a believable feud. But right now I'm like... Because Bronson Reed, I mean, it's great for Bronson Reed because he still looked good. But Bronson Reed against Karrion Cross, like he just lost. And like, yes, yeah. big boy season. Obviously, you already know that we're here for big all boy day, season. All day, all night. Big all boy summer. Big boy summer. Um, I believe it's thick thigh summer. So we could be in. I would 100% be down for thick thigh summer. But yeah, it's not a natural fit because he just lost. So where does he go? And, yeah. you know, the thing with Finn was Finn had to fight Carrion because he'd beaten everyone else, which is a great storyline, which is how Carrion wins. But now it's like, well, who can't he beat? Like, there's no one for him to not beat. And I just feel like that dominating monster storyline never feels like a good fit for me in NXT, as good of a fit as it feels on the main roster. And that's a, that's a personal take, is I prefer my big monster storylines on the main roster where my... Sure disbelief is willingly suspended to the fucking rafters my disbelief mission impossible tom cruise my disbelief <laughs> um, it is <laughs> our second main event saw kyle o'reilly beat adam cole with a chained knee i'm not sure that was his best idea was Look, it like it was willing to do whatever it took <laughs> They really couldn't have gimmicked. I mean, I've I thought of. I'm trying to think of ways you could have gimmicked that onto like some kind of pad or something. I to just make like it. when he was walking around with that thing in his hand. I'm like, why has he got a thing in his hand for so long? It's like, oh, because he's gonna try and fasten a chain around his knee after spending half an hour having the ever living shit beaten out of him when he's quite tired. And chains are also prone to the forces of gravity Yo. and don't want to stay wrapped around his knee. <laughs> WWE and Chains just like not having a good run. I think maybe it's time for Chains to take a break. They're not locking people up the way they need to be. They're not going around knees the way they need to be. I They're think that opening when Roman's supposed to be back on his feet, like it's yeah. very unfair. I think it's time uh, for them to be future endeavored. I think we have to future endeavor the chain from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the shoot interview after Shane's leave. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, scheduled uh, to be on Talk is Jericho uh, around May, around the, May time. The ring ropes were real assholes to me. <laughs> we're backstage. They had to have their own dressing room. <laughs> They've been holding the turnbuckles back for 40 years. <laughs> Fair. It's not fair to put it on the chains. It's not fair to put it on the chains. <laughs> for, for, for those of you who are wondering what's going to happen next with NXT, you don't have to wait too long because they are making the move officially this coming week to Tuesday. Tuesdays are the new home, which means AEW gets Wednesdays all to themselves. 
and that also means that the amount of women's wrestling on Wednesday nights has decreased by 5,000%. <laughs> I'm laughing, but inside I'm crying. <laughs> oh, you're like I, those comedy drama masks. <laughs> yeah. It feels like... The, I, I know people sort of wanted this to be a Wednesday night war. Nobody wanted that more than Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it ever really was. And I like the fact that they're spread out. Like, yeah. I don't feel the need to choose anymore, especially in a in an environment where people don't watch stuff live as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're going to watch them both anyway. So you, you want to impress me with how many people watch the segment live? That's great. I'm sure it's very good for advertisers. But also, they're, what is it, 72-hour trailing numbers? Like, there are numbers you can look at. I don't know what that's like, but we all watch stuff on our own time. I watched... I watched Stand and Deliver this morning before we recorded all of it. Yep. Yeah. And plus there's the YouTube figures now and who's watching the clips on social media. Like there's so many different elements. The fact that you have a traditional TV audience, really all that tells me is your audience is older dudes. Like that's what it is. I'm like, oh, it's people who just watch linear television. I don't know her. Um, So good for you like i'm i'm just honestly happy that it's happened like if they had a party to be like yeah we won good for you i'm pleased you're happy i want people to be happy uh i'm the happiest because i no longer have to watch four hours of wrestling on wednesday nights um i'm pumped to have nxt on tuesday i think it's a very smart decision the idea that you would have a ratings war in 2021 is ridiculous. This is a business run by people who have no emotional investment, networks who just want to make money. The fact that Tony Khan and Cody would be so emotionally invested in this makes me worry about their business acumen. Ooh. It really does, right? From If I'm, I'm Brandy with my marketing degree from university, I would be like, maybe we don't worry about a head-to-head battle. Maybe we worry about making our numbers. You know, I'm not saying that competition doesn't bring out the best in everyone, but you can be in competition without people losing money and therefore losing jobs. Like, this is fine by me. Also, I've always felt like Dynamite's more in competition with Raw and SmackDown than it is with NXT, like, Mm -hmm. content-wise, just from a content perspective. Can you seriously imagine that room full of people who have been dealing with this and ratings and numbers and money and commercials and marketing, dealing with someone in ratings and being like, okay, so why is it that you won't move your show? Why is it that we have these two programs that are exactly the same that are competing against each other? Just like, dude didn't, dude wasn't nice to my dad. Like, <laughs> they, can, this is what they did 30 years ago when my dad was there. And it's like, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 baby. Like this is it's a it's a long haul in trying to win these short battles when you have you're not competing with WWE for numbers. You're competing with video games, my dude. You're competing you're competing with Hulu. You're competing with all of these other things to try to get more casual on there. And by trying to compete with WWE, you're only you're only inflaming the hardcore audience and we're all going to be here anyway because we're fucking marks. Mhm. Truly. Yeah, present your best product. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We have the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tyson Fight. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. 
Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? Okay, well, first of all, I'm totally, I feel bad. I'm fucking up. I don't know what interview this is from. I just saw, I tried to look <laughs> it up. I know, I'm the worst. But someone tweeted at Petty Tree, who goes under the Petty EST boss, love it, a bit from an article where her bit was, she said, Bianca wished it was Naomi in the spot, but Naomi letting her know this is her moment. The actual quote is, I was just telling her like she's put so much work into this business, especially as a black female superstar. And I feel like I'm actually benefiting from a lot of the groundwork and the foundation that she's laid, Blair said. So I was happy, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know, I wish it was you too. And Naomi's response was, girl, shut up. No, this is <laughs> no, this is your moment. You deserve this. When you win, we all win. And I just, oh, oh, black lady tingles, rising tides, lift all boats. Uh, it, it just, I floated on a cloud when I read that. And I'm sorry, I don't know what interview it's from, but those were some great quotes. And I wanted to highlight them before we go into this WrestleMania weekend. Gave me the shivers. They yeah, gave me the oh, shivers. that's lovely. Lindsay? I am going to put over Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I am going to give them special props because that match was insane. Ooh. And it, how you defy expectations of a match that's that heavily anticipated, I don't know, but they did. Apart from that moment with the two chairs where it turned into an improv set. That was weird. <laughs> it's like, okay, just sit on two chairs and stare at each other and say things. And I'm like, what is happening? This is funny. Um, <laughs> but the main thing that, that I want to give a shout out to, because I think they deserve it, I'm giving out a shout, like I'm giving out a shout to my favorite Hall of Famers, the Bella Twins. I'm doing Whoa. it. I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. Um, they, they, they're in. The ladies are in. And it made me so happy. I watched their induction. And I wanted to say their induction only. Uh, but I did catch a couple of the others and then I turned it off before it got racist. Um, but I, I was so pleased to see them. And I just think the Hall of Fame was weird this year, obviously. But they, they were only allowed like four seconds for their speech as opposed to old Hall of Fames where they got a thousand years per speech. Yeah, you can find um, a middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt rough, but I do just want to give them a shout out because I, I spend a lot of my time on the internet defending the Bella Twins and their impact on wrestling and how hard they have worked and what they have done for the business. And people like to be like, yeah, but what about this one bad thing they did 10 years ago? I'm like, okay, cute, shut up. Uh, I just want to give them their moment here and say, yay, Bella Twins, great frocks, wonderful frocks on the ladies Ooh. and well-earned, well-deserved and if they want to come back and get those tag titles and neither of them will die doing it, I'm okay with it. Rock and roll. Hell yeah. I would like to put over L.A. Knight. He's a great promo. Like, great promo. His promos are remind me of the promos of a certain 
third generation superstar who everybody hated at first and then he became a bad guy and everybody loved him and then he could do no wrong and now he's a huge Hollywood star. He has a real like rock vibe to his promos, either the cadence or just the extent to which you believe him, but doing his own version of it. And as he came to the ring for the six man gauntlet match, uh, this was part of the promo that he cut. Well, I go ahead and help this human piece of waste to the back. Speaking of guys taking off, I hear Cameron Grimes wants to take off to the moon. And I'm just a guy to help him as I punt his ass into deep space. I'll put it to you like this. Dexter Loomis can go ahead and paint that picture, but the only picture he should paint is him getting dropped on his head, courtesy of L.A. Knight. And then, Swerve, brother, I hear you're different. Hell yeah. Oh! Oh, oh had enough of L.A. Knight. I think we all had enough. Absolutely not. I was enjoying that. Ah, uh, so good. It was really good. Julian. You want to put something over, too, because I saw you typing it into the script (laughs) while somebody else was talking. The WWE had their Hall of Fame, and in addition to doing all the ones they put on television all the time, they also like to do what they call their legacy class, which I don't know if they televised that much because I didn't watch the ceremony. But one of the coolest things they did was give their flowers to a woman by the name of Ethel Johnson. Now, this has multiple facets to it, so I'm going to put over first Ethel Johnson for finally getting her flowers and and her family is still really great about like spreading her legacy as much as possible. Now, the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to (laughs) bury WWE because they did something very stupid. They They never, when they were putting the footage together to show Ethel Johnson's highlights, because there's a lot of video footage out there. She was, look her up. She was the first woman to uh, uh, popularize the standing drop kick. So there's lots of cool things out there that you can find from her. They used footage from the wrong black lady oh, as part Jesus of their video Christ package. Motherfucker. Because, you know, they can't <laughs> get it right after they, when they're putting something really important together. Uh, so I was very, very disappointed in that. Um, a lot of people have called them out on it, including uh, Ethel's niece and a few other people, who, a few of her family members who are on Twitter. But if you want to see a better told story uh you can go watch chris bornay's documentary it's entitled lady wrestler because that was what ethel and a lot of her uh contemporaries were billed as when they were put in newspapers they called them the lady wrestlers so just go look up that you'll see actual footage from ethel and a lot of the other people that were working with her at the time and all the bullshit that they had to go through as they were getting on cards and being and doing things that ended up being emulated years and years down the line all the way to today so thank you wwe for putting her in the hall of fame get some actual footage of her next time you decide to give her a spotlight. And thank you, Ethel Johnson. And thank you, Chris Bornet for continuing to tell her story. There we go. Oh, that was fucking lovely. Thank you, Julian. Yes. Thank you. That does it for this episode of tights and fights this week. Your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin, who you can catch later this month in a live thrilling adventure hour. Mm. We are still doing our live shows. You can go to house. live for info there. In the meantime, follow me at Hal Loveland everywhere to see me essentially just tweet about the Sixers and food. Danielle? (laughs) Um, Hello. (laughs) Find me at Danielle Radford on Twitter. That's usually where I plug any stuff. You can also find me at Danielle underscore Radford on Instagram. I am trying to get up. If I get to 10, 10K, 
I think people start giving me free shit. So, uh, and I like free shit. So let's get. And you get the sweet, sweet swipe ups. So let's get you there. Let's make that like this year's stretch goal. Is Danielle's got to get to 10K? Because I wanted to get that sweet swipe up so she can direct you to stupid stuff like I do. Do it. Oh, it's the best. I want it. But also, uh, uh, watch Honest Trailers. They come out on Tuesdays and one of the writers, I like them. I think that uh, we do some good stuff. So that's uh, what you can do for me. Lindsay? For me, you can follow Danielle on Instagram because I want to see her get free stuff and then show us those free things. Because that's one of my favorite things to do on Instagram is watch people show me the stuff they have. Uh, that's what it's for. Um, you can find me on social media at Lindsay Kelk and um, Cinders and Sparks. The first Cinders and Sparks is out in the US on Tuesday. It's going to be out on Tuesday. Oh, Cinders and Sparks, hey. Magic at Midnight, my first children's book uh, here in the US of A. And it is child appropriate. There's no swears. I don't think I snuck anything in that was inappropriate. You can definitely show it to your children and also maybe you would enjoy it too. I don't know. I don't know what you like, but it's funny. And there's a talking dog and a fairy godmother called Brian. So (laughs) check it out. Into it. Our producer Julian Burrell has the full second vaccine dose coursing through his veins. Two weeks to immortality. Go get yours when it is your turn. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And hey, if you want to do a little something extra for us and for yourself, buy our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.